We're here. Okay. Hey. Okay, we're good. You need. You good, sis? For me. No. Oh. <laughs> the I wish I hadn't have looked over. Okay, there's not a good way to get comfortable. Rach, just. Sorry. You were sitting fine before. I wasn't planning on getting all up in your space. Rach, this is. Okay. Guys, this is a sight. Okay. Do I look comfortable? <laughs> I have to be. I don't know. Already. Are you? I have to be already. Oh. oh. Hey. Happy birthday. Yeah. It's Rach's birthday episode surprise. Birthday episode surprise. Surprise, motherfuckers. I'm gonna rob anybody of a birthday episode. They are you fun. Were robbed, though, this year. I said surprise surprise I don't really feel like that birthday even happened I really I was laying low yeah I did lay low no I couldn't let anyone see me turn 31 31 yeah 29 everybody 29 29 29 yes yes I've been waiting my whole life to say that yeah well at least since I was I don't know, 15 when that episode came out. Yeah. 29. Don't look up how old you were when New Girl came out. It will really throw you for a loop. Really? Yeah. Not 15. I didn't watch it until after college. Really? Yes. No. I could Google it. I don't know where my phone is. But still, it's the new friends, you know? It's so good. So, you know, here's unsolicited advice. Go watch New Girl, everyone. It's It's a real treat. I feel like if you haven't, I'm not sure we could be friends. There's so many references in everyday life. I know. And it's one of those shows that actually the more TV you watch, like, the the references. Like, when I first watched New Girl, I didn't understand a lot of their references. But then, like, I went and I watched, like, more, like, pop culture, like, movies, TV shows. and Because of the references they make about no, pop culture? No, but oh. then when I rewatched them, they, like... The episode where Winston is in the wheelchair because his MSG is acting up, his MSG allergy, <laughs> and Nick goes, hey, Jason Street. <laughs> I didn't get that at first, and then I watched Friday Night Lights, and I was like, that is funny. Yes. Dude, Um, how old were you when you watched it then? Where were you at in Time and Space when you first watched New Girl? Um, I, I would have been in high school. That's wild. But we'll fact check it later yeah. on in the episode. I think I would have been in high school. Yeah. Wow. I definitely was in high school. So that was a high school thing for you. Yes. That's really interesting. We are different ages. We are different ages. And you graduated in 09. 09. I graduated in 2012. But I think like people were watching New Girl in college, but I didn't I didn't watch it until after. But anywho. That's either here nor there. This couch is 100% have, uncomfy. Have I, yeah. Have I cried about the fact that this couch is uncomfy to me now? Yeah, I have because I love this couch. It's it, my. It is great. It's my hip girl, first home. Rach decorated her house the way she wanted it to. How long do you think I'm actually going to last with this and with a baby? No shot that you will no. last because it honestly, it is deep, uh-huh. which everyone wants a deep couch. It just doesn't offer the back support. It offer, offer the cush. The Kush, the Kush three thou hey. is not is not a part of this couch, and just there's no back support. It's not enough, Mm-mm. and it leans back like it's not. So good if anybody for wants to do a couch trade, I can't offer much liquid cash currently, 
but Facebook Marketplace, baby. I know. I want to be like, we'll trade. Who does that though? Some people like offer a trade. It's like trade what? Tra- I know. What do you want? I know. What's your angle? Yeah. What's your angle? What, what? do you? What do you want from me? What do you? What want are you with, willing what do you to want trade? With tin cans. Yeah. Like you know, people that are like, we'll trade for baseball cards. Like that's currency. Yeah. Don't tell my dad. <laughs> he collects baseball cards. I mean, he did. I'm mm-hmm. like that. My dad is old. My dad is 78 years old. You always tell us how old he is. Right. You do, though. And, and you and like you reference that a lot. Even in conversation I, with I, me. Like, we just talked about it. And you're like, my dad, 78 years old. You have to always, when you reference him, you say his age. I know because it's scary. Probably, probably because it's scary. And also probably because... You need like, it for reference for other people. For other people that don't know me. And I think it's just gotten into a habit of like, hey... If I'm talking about my dad, you think he could be 60 years old? Think again. Yeah. I got an old dad. 20 years, baby. Okay. I got an old dad, which is great, you know, until you got to take care of him. Yeah. Which is still not not great, but it's just a different dynamic with your parents that I'm navigating, which is fun because I navigate it with this as the same time as my mom navigates caring for her own mother interesting so it's like you know like my my mom has to take her mom to appointments and i'm like you know right. we can bond and i was like we shouldn't be bonding right over this but that's on you share mm-hmm. you procreated with a literal geriatric patient so. oh my gosh rage <laughs> stop roasting my mother boom roasted boom roasted um i have a story for you that i have to share with you and with the command thank you. it's something that happened um you or yes okay i'm, I'm a victim in this in this scenario, I was taking a shower, scrub a dub dubbing, and uh, pickle comes in and just kind of like sticks her nose in sometimes. And I said, "Hey, friend," you know, and she doesn't really like the water, but she just likes to see me in there. That's very she strange. likes to sneak a peek. Okay? okay, and that she does. And so I'm getting out of the <laughs> I'm getting out of the the shower, and I notice like something like wet on the ground, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, what did pickle like pee here or something? Well, before I went in the shower, I pooped in the toilet. I, you know, peed and pooped and didn't flush because I didn't want to alter my water pressure. And my dog, Jessica, she snuck in the toilet and ate my turd. Ate my turd. My turd was missing out of the toilet and there was little brown juice outside the toilet. And there's only one poop trader in the house and it was Pickle. And she just looks up at me. And I'm like, "You, you poop a traitor! You ate my, you ate my feces." She thought you left her a little snack. And I had buffalo wings that day, so maybe she thought <gasps> a spicy snack, a spicy piece of dessert for her. I was astonished. I looked it up immediately, and I was like, "Why did my dog eat my poop?" And they were like, "Yeah, just for like nutrients." No. Like it's normal. Don't act like the dog was after after the what macros. nutrients? I've been not. I, Don't act like the I dog haven't was been after eating healthily, so she couldn't get any nutrients from that dump. I was astonished. I was just devastated at the same time. I'm like, we have, you've crossed too many lines, pickle. Yeah. You've seen us in during coitus. Okay, uh, licked ass. She has no boundaries, none whatsoever. You know, and then ate my poop. Our dogs eat their own poop. Well, that's and that's but kind I, of normal. It was getting to a point there where it was like 
this is not healthy for you. Like, they were farting a lot, and I was like, this is horrible. Like, I would have to leave the room. Like, they, I was like, and because I'm not feeding them anything, like, abnormal. Right. And I'm like, I think they are literally, like, self-cleaning the yard at this point. Like, they're They're picking up after themselves. And it's making them sick, and it's making me sick to the smell. (laughs) You know what it's almost time for? The, the, the winter's, winter's load. load. Did did I order a poop scooper? Great idea. Because like, you have two dogs now. Yeah, you and, will be experiencing the winter's load firsthand. And I'm 32 weeks pregnant. And my husband fractured his ankle, everyone. Burr, 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 burr. And I'm here to set the record straight. Because if you happen to be a consultant of Josh's or a, or a work associate, he'll tell you that he heard it playing a round of basketball. A round of baskets balls. And let me tell you, that man has not set put on a basketball court since he was mandated to in the 12th grade. Okay? <laughs> the man has not exerted himself in the game of basketball since high school. But he didn't want to say what really happened, which was um, he was at work on his lunch break, taking a nap in the conference room after a large Chipotle burrito. Oh, that Chipotle slump had yeah, different, he, you know, though. He, he had his first 20 minutes of lunch. He had 40 minutes to go. He was like, oh, I'm tired. It's the Chipotle slump. Yeah, so he slumped. Yeah. Woke up in a panic and immediately got up, but his foot was asleep. And so he put all his pressure, all his weight on that ankle, <laughs> collapsed it, crushed it. But this has happened... <clears throat> People can relate to this Oh, people scenario. are like, oh, that'll happen. If you ask anybody over the age of 40 or 50, they're like, yeah, that'll happen. That is scary shit. He was terrified. We went to urgent care and, you know, we got the air cast and the, you know, x-rays and whatnot. But and just a top tip for any of you uh, listeners there at home. It's a tip of the dick. Tip of the dick. Um, did you know that... If you injure yourself at work and you say that you injured yourself at work at a hospital, they have to write that down. Workers' comp? But it's not going to be covered under workers' comp because it wasn't a work-related injury. Mm. But your insurance has the legal right to deny the claim because it happened at work. What? So before we go see any other specialists or anything, we're waiting to see if the insurance covers that first visit. Wow. The... I'm like, this is the system that there are people and and politicians that are like, yeah, this healthcare system is the best in the world. Yeah, I, I'm not saying the answer is universal healthcare because I quite frankly don't know enough about all of the answers. But sure as shit ain't this, mm. okay, kids? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. That is wild. <sighs> well, well, rest up. Josh, okay, get better, get well soon, my guy. Sorry about the situation. Yep. I mean, how, what's his recovery? So, you know, we haven't seen the follow-up doctors because we don't know if any of those will be covered. But, um, like, four four weeks at a boot. Okay. And he should be on crutches, but uh, what do you see over there, Jess? Fair, good old crutches. Fair, good old crutches. <laughs> crutches do suck. And they're so old school. Why haven't we come come up with anything else? Crutches are ancient. They're ancient and they rip your armpits to shreds. I don't know. But let's be honest about how bad we wanted them in high school. 
We all wanted to be that girl. I wanted to fuck around and have crutches. Have someone else carry your books? Yes. Just have that attention for a minute. Hey. Like, you know when you go to the hospital and you wear your bracelet at school the next day? Like, oh. like I, I, had couldn't, I couldn't be bothered. This <laughs> Still sick. Never know when I'm going to need this again. Still sick. Dude, I have fucking itchy leg syndrome. In like, the winter, like, I will rip my legs apart scratching them. Really? Just dry skin, I think. Do you lotion? I do. It doesn't help. Any eczema? I don't have any. I don't have eczema, but any people out there have any good lotion recommendations? Something. Yeah. But I will, especially behind the knees. Ew. Behind the knees? Which is my favorite spot to be massaged. You know about this, right? No. Oh, well, you I, know. I, believe it or not, the back of your knees haven't come up too much. Really? Friendship, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like most people do know this, though, because Dr. Rabinsky does give foot rubs. Do you want to know something fucking funny? Don't tell me there's a real Dr. Rabinsky out there. Josh, an imposter. Dr. Rabinsky. And I've been wondering <laughs> why that is that name so familiar. We have ourselves an imposter <laughs> out here. Stop. Oh my I've been trying to rack my brain like <laughs> who do I know that's a Rabinsky? Well, we know a Rabinsky and he's the one that I'm like, okay? And he's been he's been MIA since we've had a roommate, but I got to I got to get him on call again. But anyways, I do he does foot rubs, but he also prescribes behind the knees. Which is just tickles behind the knees. I don't need to know what weird shit you and Joe are into. Okay, well, it's nice, and I want everyone to give it a go. Like Behind the knees? Yeah, I'm just telling you, for the people out there who scratch their butt because it makes you pee more, thank you for giving that a try. I'm going to ask you to do a little behind the knees, little tickle, massage. Not a massage, like you're not like going in. It's just like, rub your nails behind it. You won't regret it. Give it a try. Fuck around and find out. Fuck around and find out. I love that. Me too. Any any other happenings in your life? These dogs. So yeah, you guys have I some. I confiscated a bone and they've brought it back. We're in the animal house. Hey, did you know this about cats? That they. I'm sorry, <laughs> Jess. Are you giving me a cat fact? Yeah, I just heard it. Um, as I drink they... from my cat mug. Did you know that cats give off a pheromone? Released only to women that <laughs> makes women want to buy more cats. Well, it's I, signaling to them, we need more of, of me. But what I want to know is, where did you hear this? My hairdresser. Okay. And where did she hear it? Her boyfriend. And okay. I asked if she fact-checked, and she said, no, I just believed him. And I said, now I believe you. And I didn't look it up either. And here I am. We'll fa- true, true colors. Just as true, true colors. We will fact check on, at the end for this but and new girl. My whole, I don't feel like cats ever want more cats. They'll accept a cat, but they're not like bring more of me into the world. Uh, this is my world. I don't need, I don't need anybody. Right, Herschel? Who knows? <laughs> but. I just thought maybe a little cat fact little brought to you by Jessica. <laughs> Someone who hates cats. Hey, you don't hate cats because you're coming up on Queenie. She's cute. She is cute, but I, she doesn't bother me. She doesn't come near me, and that's what I prefer. And that's why cats are better than dogs, Jess, because Herschel's on my neck right now. Okay, 
behind a curtain looking out. He's on my world. shoulder, okay? <laughs> He's sitting on it. I feel his presence. <laughs> it's close by. I can feel my allergies flaring up. Do you have allergies against cats? Um, At one point when I was little, they said I did, but I haven't really been around enough cats to really... You'd know. Yeah. You'd know. Um... Well, guys, thanks um, for for tuning in. This is my birthday episode. Didn't want to rob the world. Um, I went back and I listened to last year's birthday episode because I was like, did I impart any wisdom that I could reflect on? Mm, cute. No. What What was your birthday? What did we? What did I just we read birthday stories from Reddit because I was like, I refuse to acknowledge my birthday, and oh, I refuse to feel. Is that when I did that that nice thing? That in the nice yeah. thing, yeah. And I made you feel. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it made you feel, but I put yeah. you in a place to... It was a heartwarming moment. You're good. It was, a, it was a top moment. I don't have that th- today. No. I actually brought the heartwarming moments, everyone. Well, look at this change okay. of events. And the subject of today's episode is 29 things I want my daughter to know before she turns 29. Cute. Things are getting deep. Things are getting emotional. Will you cry? Laura, this one's for you. I don't know. Maybe it might fuck around. Um, but Laura has said a lot to me that she wants me to like do a lot of reflecting and like preparing emotionally for having a child because it's like you kind of forget who you are or who you were before you have them mm-hmm. because it's like then it just becomes like your whole life. Um. And I thought coming up with 29 things was going to be really hard. But then I was like, I came up with a list and then I had to drive to my doctor's appointment and I thought of more. Oh, and good. And I was like, oh, probably should replace some of these with other ones. But we'll just go. We'll go with my gut when I yeah. first sat down. We'll read them off. I'm excited. Okay. Um, so the first one I have is your purpose in life is not to fulfill me or your father or anyone else. I think it's um, a common thing that a lot of children feel is like my actions are reflections of my parents and like they rely on me to you know be this perfect example um and i just want her to know that like she's free to be she her purpose in life is hers to find out right that's good like it's not to please us or to be who you think we want you to be right be you sis yeah Number two, if it doesn't make you feel good, it might not be a good thing. I remember, like, I was trying to go through, like, my, like, childhood and, like, the things that I felt growing up. And I had a friend in elementary school who gave me terrible anxiety. And I didn't know if it was anxiety at the time, but I would have a stomach ache whenever she'd come around. I, like, I'd fake sick. So I could get out of going to class and being near her. Like, I did not. But she was supposed to be my best friend. Mm. And I didn't know that was, like, my body telling me, like, hey, something's wrong. Maybe this isn't. Something's off. Something's off. And I think from a young age, when you start, like, ignoring those feelings, like, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel right. I'm uncomfortable. And you power through it enough. You will accept that in adulthood. Yes. That, like, this is just how you have to get through things. Yeah. You have to be uncomfortable to get through things. When really, like, that's true sometimes. Sometimes yeah, but life not- is uncomfortable. But in general, if it doesn't make you feel good. Yeah, I like uh, Glennon O'Doyle 
gives a reference. It's just Glennon Doyle, by the way. You say O'Doyle a lot, and I let it go every single time. I, it's just Glennon Doyle. It's not O'Doyle. No, there It's ain't. not O'Doyle she's rules? Not o, she's not O'Doyle. O'Doyle rules? No. Wow. <laughs> Glennon Doyle Somebody Melton. Say it. Yes, it is. Thank you for calling me out. She says that um, think, when things feel warm. Yes. And I love that. That mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Because you don't know what good feels like, what right feels like, but you know when something feels warm. Yes. When I mean, sure, Barley. Come on. She's going to give you some support there. She's going to support your. She just used me as a shelf. Okay. She's a solid little lady. Um, when I f- had first found out I was pregnant with the first pregnancy, I, you know, told Laura and Laura was understandably like, is this what you want? Like you have options. This was when I did have options. Everybody remember that? Remember that time? Uh, now we but don't. I was talking to her and I was like just on Marco Polo and I was driving down to a wedding and I just said I was like I want you to know that like I really just feel like this is warm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going towards what feels warm and having this baby feels warm to me. And to be fair the next day hospitalized. Emergency surgery. But look where we are now. Yeah. Folks. Good. So you know it all it all worked out for all you. Worked. You yeah. got your warmth. I got my warmth. Chronically, we, Josh and I almost, we almost had to get in bed and separate for a minute because I need. Don't I be need opposed our to a separate bed life. Hey, we got two bedrooms, and <laughs> where's he gonna go? Maybe upstairs. Yeah, but oh my gosh, I have to have the, everything very cold because yeah. I'm a baby incubator. Heating up, heating up. I know. He's like, oh, I'm cool, babe. I'm like hoodies. More blankets, socks. You have pants. options. You have options. I'm in a bra and underwear. Oh my god! And I'm a blanket girl, so like I need to have something on a sheet me. of some sort. And if I don't have something on me, I'm not sleeping well. Mm-hmm. Things aren't going well for me. It's not comf. Okay, number three, you are the boss of your own body. That goes. I get. I talk a little bit more about like sex and sexual experiences because by the time she's 29, she'll probably have those. Um, but that's as far as like, if you don't want to learn how to ride a bike at that moment in time, you don't owe anybody that right. Like you don't owe owe us to ride a bike. If you don't want to, you know, take a swim test to go into the deep end of the pool, you don't have to. You're the boss of your own body. You decide what's safe. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm sure raising independent, confident women will be frustrating at Mm -hmm. times. But I would rather be frustrated with a nine-year-old than have a 19-year-old come up to me in pain from mm-hmm. not establishing boundaries with her own body. So I'm in it for the hard stuff. That's a good one. Um, number four, Laura, you're going to like this one. It's okay to cry even if it makes me or others uncomfortable. Mm. I just feel like this child will probably be more emotional than I am like outwardly and I think that will challenge me at times because my answer to things is not like I don't go to tears I go to like anger or like silence and so I think it will be challenging for me to parent an emotional child Mm mm-hmm it so. will be, yeah, it will be different. But you, she's loud. 
and I'm saying that on the record. <laughs> yeah. She is allowed to be emotional and cry and express her emotions wherever she wants, even if it makes mommy uncomfortable. That's good. Yeah. I feel like that's that's important. I think society already does that enough, right? That we have to hide our emotions. And I feel like parents now, millennial parents, Gen Z parents are really breaking the mold with it you know yeah. like feel the feels yeah. that's a big feeling and let's validate it and let's name it and let's yeah. you know do all the things to help them learn mm-hmm. which i think is is amazing so i mean i'm still i feel like uncom- like crying doesn't have to be uncomfortable and if yeah. you teach that from a young age then feel the feels yeah good um number five you were made to take up space you're allowed to be loud you're allowed to, especially uh, as you know, a woman. Yeah, as, especially as a woman, um, you're allowed to exist and to take up space, and it's not a burden when you do so. Um, I just think it's it's really interesting, kind of like reflecting back on my life and just seeing like my uncomfortability with taking up space in other people's lives. Like I find big problems in my like, just like. Um, making plans with people. I'm like, why would people want to be around me? You know, like that. You said that the other day because we were talking about social life, and you yeah. were like, I don't think that like other people actually want to hang out with me if I'm not doing something for them. And, and that's was, deep seated. That's a deep seated like that was a I, really sad thing to hear. Though I, I was never like, that's like not thought true. about how sad that was until I said it out loud the other day. I was like, that like that broke a- my heart because I was like, that's not true at all. There's a but there's a lot of people who show that to you, but I don't know if, if you see it. I just feel like I was the annoying girl. And that could have been something that I was told or that was something I could have projected onto myself. But I felt annoying as a child. Like I had a loud laugh. I was bigger. I was taller. I took up space. And I just felt like people didn't want me around. And also, when you get forget to be, get invited to people's parties, like your best friend's parties, trauma from your from middle school through your twenties, that'll do some damage. That'll do some damage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, and that was me. Like I was Aww. the person that they were like, "Oh shit!" And so it's like, what does that say? It's like, well, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way because that's not true. Well, it's all right. I know, but it's not. Yeah. But it's not though. So it's like. I am sorry. Like, that is not a true thing in our friendship and in other friendships I know. So it's like, people do want to hang out with you with receiving nothing in return. Just hang out, spend time. I'm sorry. Fuck those people who didn't invite you. We'll see. Rooted a deep seed. I know. Yeah. It's Childhood is wild. Trauma. Trauma. Extra trauma. Um, But speaking, friendships can come and go and that's all right. Mm. Can you... Can you remember how traumatizing a friendship breakup felt? I, this is funny you bring this up. I recently thought of this, of a friend I had in middle school who I thought, was it? Was that, would just like, we would hang out every single day. And I was thinking, I'm like, how did that friendship fade? How do friendships fade? And now it's like so long ago. So I don't remember. Was I just like awkwardly moonwalking away and like hanging out with another crew? Like, it just is so weird to think about because- Nothing was ever said like, oh, I just feel like we're going a different direction. You know, like no, a friend, yeah. but it just never usually does in younger age. So it's just, it was blowing my mind. I really was racking my brain about it. I'm like, oh, I never, 
I never ended that. Like, right. is it still ongoing? Right. <laughs> like, it, should I check on her in, on Facebook or something? It was just, it was just a bizarre feeling. But it's, but it's true. That's natural, and that's that's normal. Yeah. Different. And that different follows you everywhere from times. like elementary school, middle school, college, and beyond. Like, people aren't always meant, and friendships aren't always meant to be in your life forever. Like those friendships are so rare. Mm, like, yeah, they are where they can grow with you. But sometimes it's like if you had a best friend that was only your best friend for your junior year volleyball season. I'm glad she served that purpose. Exactly. She got you through the laughs that you had. Yeah, the fun that you had, and then it's all right. Mm-hmm. But I know it feels like the biggest deal in the world when you're little, mm-hmm. and when you lose friends, or you don't know like, but it's such a gift next. it's such yeah. a it's such a cool thing like i'm looking back to like i had this i went to mohican for um a field trip me and this girl got super close there had the best time ever after we got back from that field trip we didn't really like hang out or you know right but what a what an awesome time for that you know it yeah. just is like it really is purposeful and like you got to experience that little piece of that person to make your time better and that was it. That's what they served. And you just keep it moving. A brief intermission. Oh, wow. What a treat that was. I um, accidentally exposed Jessica's eyes to my husband's butt crack. And he said, Rach, you, he's like, Rach, you know I have a high butt crack, long back, okay? And I burst into tears immediately. I don't know if anybody else struggles with this syndrome, but Josh's ass is so flat, his underwear doesn't stay on. <laughs> Literally, I was Nothing like, to hold it, no shelf. He came home from work and I was teasing him about his boot. And I'm like, where are those tech pants from? Those are nice. Because, you know, I was like, oh, I'd get those for Joe. And so, um, Rach, like, she like turns, <laughs> he's like turned around. He, the pocket has been, you know, ripped out yeah and he's like yeah i gotta get a new pair i busted these open and rach lifts his shirt up and his butt crack is exposed <laughs> and he's like come on rach you know i got a high butt crack syndrome <laughs> i'm fucking dead i love it sorry that's oh it was such a fun intermission and i'm grabbing a non-alcoholic beer oh have you tried these before yes i heard those are like the best ones they're so good yeah Athletic Brewing Company, everyone. Here, here. Here, here. Oh, my God. I miss beer so bad. It's so good. But this is the thing about beer with me. I don't need it to have alcohol in it. I don't need the buzz. Because if anything, it just stops me from drinking more beer. I I mean, the buzz is a plus. But after a while, I get sleepy. You're an old lady. But Josh was like, Rage, this is point five percent of alcohol in it. You can't have much. And I was like, I want you to look up how much alcohol is in fruit fresh yeah. fruit. he's like no way and i was like yeah yeah there's alcohol in fruit in our bananas and any any like ripe fruit are pregnant women allowed to drink kombucha i think it's the same thing I, there's weird thing about probiotics i've had kombucha since i've gotten pregnant i feel like once you're through your first trimester you're kind of you're like okay, take, a, take a couple more risks yeah but there's certain foods and medicines that it's like you can take in certain development <laughs> Barley. Hey. Barley. What's that noise? Um, It's just this person. Oh, backing up. up. Yeah. yeah. That guy. The guy that dares back up in his own home. Yeah. With a backup beeper. 
Is that necessary for those trucks? Is it just to like show how big his dick is? Well, and it's, that he it's actually owns a, a business. Work, yeah, oh. it's a work business thing. Oh, okay. So well, I apologize. Hey, I'll hate on him. He makes my dogs bark all the time. <laughs> I don't know how to get them to stop. It's it's just beeping that my dogs go crazy at. It's irritating. Barty, we please yay down. But um Oh yeah. Probiotics, kombucha, pregnant There's certain woman. like stuff you can have in certain stages of your pregnancy and not others. Depending on like what developmental stage your baby's in. Yeah, I definitely feel like out of the first try, you can be a little riskier. Yeah. Right? You're in the clear. Things are pretty solid. Yeah. Just don't get wasted, you know? Yeah. Let's just yeah hold back on that for a few getting, more months. I'm wasted. I know. I know. What's the I first thing you're going for? Hmm? Once baby's out, what's the first thing you're going to get? A cold cut? Well, I've been having hot sandwiches lately, so I've been having... They haven't been cold, cold cuts, but... I've been having... You fixed the craving. Yes. Because during the summer, who wants a hot sandwich? No one's saying. No, you'd be jonesing for something cold. But I've been having my cold cuts, my roast beef, salami, ham, whatever you have you. Put it in the air Whatever have you. <laughs> I know. Well, I've, I've actually benefited from these sandwiches yeah. recently. Rach has been, you know, really hitting the hitting the Sammy's hard, and I've just been here for the yeah. past couple of weeks, and... She makes two of them and they're fucking banging. Because first time we had sourdough bread. Next time we had, what did we have? Artisan uh, ciabatta. And yeah, I'm talking fucking classy ass bread in this house, okay? <laughs> and she like serves it to me with like a, so- a side salad with feta and strawberries and something. And I was like, this is the life. Yeah. Yep. She treat me well here at the Rocher I'm trying Pride to. More Home. I'm trying to. Okay. So number seven, we've got a oh, wait to go. Um, good friends are encouragers. I think it takes you a while because friendships, especially when you're growing up, are so transactional. Yeah, transactional. It's whatever sport you're playing, whatever yeah. like club you're in. It's like it's yeah. hard to know like who is my friend and who am I just around. Yeah, who are the good ones? Mm-hmm. But good friends are encouragers. People that want to cheer you on. Like, if you want to do, you know, go for that role in the school play, your real friends will tell you to do it and give you confidence, not, like, try to knock you down. Be weary of that, Elsie. Be weary of someone who's trying to steal your thunder. Snakes in the grass. They're just trying to dim your light. You know, if it, if one of those things happens where someone's trying to, you know, dim your light a little bit. That'll be hard for me as a mother to deal with. That will feel not warm. No. And we need to take some of this advice. And I'll be getting and quite cold with some preteens. It ain't nothing. Cut that bitch off. You hear me? <laughs> it ain't nothing. Your mother is a true, true, true cut a bitch off. No problem. She invented it. Okay. <laughs> and she won't think twice about cutting no, over. No. Are you going to call a parent? Are you going to call a parent and, and address an issue? Will you be that know. mom? Who knows? Who knows? It's hard to say, right? Until you're faced with an issue. I know. You know. I just feel like we grew up in a different time with friendships. Like our kids will have online friendships. Like I talk about. Oh, so I'll do this. So my number eight is it's okay to take breaks from technology. Maybe because that was, might be your doing. Because, well, I'm thinking about a 14 year old girl. The difference between when we were 14 and when, like, our kids will be 14, 
they don't get a fucking break from each other. I didn't have a cell phone until I turned until I got a car. So like people couldn't reach me at all hours. They had to call my home phone. Right. And ask to talk to me. How wholesome. Oh my God. I know. Like you are plugged in. There's like a life from school after school versus like when we grew up, like I had a friend who rode horses. None of us ever knew what that meant. We didn't know where she was. We just knew she rode horses. Yeah. Like, there were no pictures on Instagram of her riding horses. It was just like, that's what she does. Yeah. After school. And Hor- that, we horse can't girl. call her till 830. Yeah. She was out being a horse girl. Living her best life. Right. But, like, every, I think kids that, I think that's that'll be my hardest struggle, is watching my child socialize online. Like, how do you not monitor, like... That's so much to know. I, know. I think back on my childhood and my parents didn't know anything. I can tell you that much for free. Like literally, I mean, I, we know that I was bad. We know that I partied. We know that I lied. We know that I snuck out. We know that. But my parents didn't know. Do they still not know? Or have you like come clean about oh, it? Oh, I mean, we joke about it. It's fun t- for me to like, I like, I like, I, I, I um toyed with it one time, like, huh, what if I tell him a little bit? Uh-huh. You know, kind of confess my, my mom doesn't about... find those things funny. I don't think my parents do either, but I find like getting yeah. it off my chest. <laughs> Let me complain. Yeah, I'm ready to come clean. I need, <laughs> I need you to know this where you can't punish me yeah. or, you know, not be proud of me anymore. Um But anywho, yeah, it's like how do you not I think it's gonna be hard for me because like I I did everything mm-hmm. in the book. So you can't get away with any of it. One of, but like, do I want to know? One of Madison's friends practices like, I don't know what it's called, but it's like radical honesty with her kids. Like she went through a pretty nasty divorce. She has. So what she tell them that Santa Claus was re- was fi- was real or fake? So she probably did tell them that yeah. it was fake at the time. Okay. But as they grow up. So her oldest daughter is maybe like 12 now in middle school. And things were getting so bad with her daughter during the school year that, um, like, Madison's friend took her daughter's phone over the summer. It was like, we're done. Like, but they had this relationship where it wasn't like, we're done because you're doing things I don't want you to do. She was just like, listen to me. You are my child. I have seen you grow up. You are not doing well with the online bullying that's going on and the constant chatter. She was like, you will have access to my phone, but you won't have your phone all summer. And we're going to see how that feels. There's a whole new level of parenting here with the social media yep. stuff that I don't know I'm prepared for. I know. It's like respectful parenting. So like Madison's friend. Let's. I don't know if I can talk about this on, on, on my platform, but let's call her Anna. So Anna, let's call her daughter. Sam okay so Anna is like they've been in therapy Sam's been in therapy for you know a long time from like divorce you know being a child of divorce just growing up sure sure right and Anna is just like listen to me I love you but these behaviors that I'm seeing in you are not you Mm. and I'm saying that out of love because there are gonna be things in phases that we're not gonna understand like fucking monster high and like weird like oh it's like a teen show these days monster high yeah 
Okay. But like different things that were like, you. why are you into this? But then there's like, what I'm seeing out of you is anxiety on a whole nother level that you're not sleeping. Mm-hmm. You're waking up like worried about where you like where you're at with these friends. Like, let's just cut that out. Yeah. Let's take a, a break. Let's take a break. And Ugh. beer gives you burping. Oh. <laughs> but because because they've spent so much time building trust and respect, Sam was like, okay, mom, let's try it. Mm. And sort enough, like the school year came back in and I got her phone or Sam got her phone back and Hannah got her kid back. Yeah. For a minute Aww. there. And I just, I really feel for these kids because there is no escaping the social media stuff. Yeah, it's it's like, actually really scary now that I'm thinking. I just couldn't imagine. Like um, you graduated before Instagram was even a thing. Correct. Because I graduated when Instagram just became a thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was, but it wasn't even a way that like people were contacting each other. There was no messaging. Oh, it's it was just it, like post a picture of your pizza. If you go to Panera, you better fucking post it. And put a shitty filter on yeah. it. Because hey, nobody. The Nashville filter. <laughs> yeah, the Nashville. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's what it was. So it, t- it took a while to morph to what it is now, for sure. But I'm very scared of that. That is, feels like something I'm not equipped for. But obviously, you just figure it out as you go. But that is a scary thing. I know. We did not grow up with that. I know. We grew up with, call my landline. Call my landline. I know. And I would wait by that phone. And I think like the best thing is like Elsie just can't see us scrolling and us like yeah. self-soothing with technology. Mm-hmm. But it's it's hard. It's hard to balance that when like sure. Josh genuinely enjoys video games and he doesn't do it too much. But asking a kid to self-regulate video games. Yeah. Hard. Like Josh is almost 30 years old and he would admit that it's hard. Right. To like say, okay, I'm not playing anymore tonight. You know, that's like hard. It's addicting. It. Right. It's designed to be stimulating. Right. And kids' brains are mush. Stimulate they, it does. So pump we'll up the goes. jam. They will. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Uh, number nine, there is no fuck up too big that you aren't safe talking to me about. Yeah, I like that one. That goes back to like the respectful parenting and just having these open lines of communication. It's like, I just don't want my kid to feel like they ever got too deep into something. That they couldn't come to you with. Yeah. And that we couldn't work I through agree. it. I agree. That's scary to me. Mm-hmm. So. Safe space. Safe space. Number 10. Uh, depression is a liar. And I'm sorry, but you probably have it. The odds hey, are quite so high. I, the odds are very high for you. The way that the cell's mixed up for yeah. you. <laughs> there's a very... There's a very small possibility that you would not have it so what's great is that you guys are aware of it you guys are treating it and then when things kind of arise in your child you'll be able to see and assess and get the help that she needs i know it'll be so hard there's a lot of things about this that is going to be very hard yeah well to say (laughs) the fucking least rage to say the fucking watching your kids struggle like from a baby to but like still when i think about parenting I think about a 13-year-old, 14-year-old. You don't think baby? You skip right to the really hard part. Yeah, I don't know what that's Maybe about. Maybe because that's like your biggest fear. Like baby, you Those feel are just like the can... things that I'm like, the... everything you're doing will lead up leads to... up to those moments when they're like 14 years old and their boyfriend wants to have sex, you know? 
<laughs> those are the moments that I'm like, what what will happen? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Eleven therapy is worth it. So if you need to go, we'll go. Let her listen to the podcast and we'll tell her straight up that wow, 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 therapy police. Therapy police. Coming at you. But really, it's so hard. Like, I went to therapy growing up and, I, you know, I didn't really realize, like, that I was making coping mechanisms mm-hmm. until I got in therapy as an adult. And I was saying, like, oh, I have these visualizations. And they were like, were you in therapy as a kid? I was like, yes. And they were like, the groundwork has been done. Okay. And I'm like, oh. It works. Um, number 12. It is okay to not finish something that you start. Whether it be TV shows, a project, whatever. I, there were certain things, and I was talking to my mom about this earlier, that I feel like I had a good childhood. I had a supportive, I have had supportive parents. And especially as I've grown up. Other people had some terrible fucking parents, okay? Like, I had a great present mother and father and, well, father's a different story. But he's present now. But there were a few neuroses that my mother gave me. And one was, if you start something, you have to finish it. Do you feel that way now? No. Oh. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. In my eighth grade year, I quit orchestra because I hated reading music and it was getting to the point where I couldn't play by ear anymore. <laughs> so I was just air bowing. And I was like, I same. I don't want to do this shit anymore. Wait, I did the same thing. And my mom said, we could be done with that. Oh, they went no. to my concert and I faked the entire concert. Oh, yeah. That was me. That was How me. embarrassing. Yeah, Mortifying. But I knew I couldn't quit because I had started the year. So I dropped out. Like. You're in high school? Yeah. I oh. not of not a, No, I like dropped out of orchestra. In high school. In, in okay. high school. So I'm like, and got a study us. hall instead. Classic. Left my viola there. It's still locked up to this day. I don't know. I just never went and got it. And I just lied to my parents. Does she know this? Yeah, she eventually knew. I was like, yeah. I, it all comes out in the wash when you're 13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was I it thinking does. was going to happen? Right. But I was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Don't, they were you like, going to try to make me get better at reading music. And I was like, I can't. I, yeah. You know what, Elsie? You don't have to do it. Okay. Yeah. In at any time, if you're just like, I'm not, this isn't bringing me. Rach, I just needed to pause and say that we've been going pinky out and up. Like, what is this position that we're doing? Classy. But I don't know. It just feels right with the weight of the mic. That's true. It just feels weird. Okay. Okay. I needed to call that out quickly. Okay. Um, You think we'll get through these? We must. We have to. It'll be as long as it needs to be. Okay. It's okay to start over. If you, like, I think that kind of goes along with the other one, but... Mm -hmm. I was thinking just even about like when I felt like, you know, I was in a relationship. I dedicated myself to a different marriage. I was so unhappy. And then I just had this like epiphany, like you can, you can start over. I think that was like the beginning of myself the freedom to just know that like I, I can choose to not be in this situation (laughs) anymore. Like this isn't forever. Right. I can change this. Um, number 14, 
Sometimes you have to hurt people's feelings in order to honor who you are, and that's okay. I just feel like I'm really talking to a young me, you know? I think that was the point of this project. Yeah, sure. Which little, is good. It'll work. I haven't been in therapy in a while, so, you know. Laura is fingering herself to this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. That crossed way too many lines, but it was just, it came to me and it was funny, okay? No, she's just jacked up, okay? She's at, worked up. She's worked up at Rage Doing the Work. <laughs> I love you, Laura. We, I'm, I'm happy with it, too. Love sitting here and witnessing it. Um... But <laughs> I just remember just there were so many times growing up where you're just like at a party that you're not comfortable at, you don't want to be at, but your friends there and you don't want to hurt their feelings and you're allowed. Give yourself permission. You don't need to people please. There's yeah, and the next other other people's hurts are not your responsibility to fix. Number fifteen. Let's you, not start the codependency yeah. early, Elsie. Right. It's like how do <laughs> You know, it's like, I don't want you to be a dick and just in it for you. But there's this balance of like you doing what's right for you. If you're doing what's right for you and that hurts somebody else, not your hurt to fix. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't want to join the volleyball team and your best friend does, mm-hmm. that's a, they got to work through that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to go through a whole season of wedgies. Just to please someone else. I love that you've referenced volleyball twice. Did I play volleyball? Yes. Did you? Yes. Okay, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, I was good. Oh. And I just stopped growing. Oh, I'm sorry for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I I have always been, if nothing else, a practical person. So my after I realized I wasn't growing anymore, I actually like hyperextended my back and like lost an inch or two. Um because out of like repeat injuries from playing volleyball and i when i realized i was like i'm not gonna be six foot i'm done i'm not going anywhere with this you said fuck it i said fuck it i'm gonna go be in drama guild and that brought drama you to guild i did and that brought you to joshua pride more so in some ways right yeah. isn't that where you guys met on the set well we met in play production class Oh, like a my class. fault. Oh, my fault. Did you, did you think Josh was a thespian? This I whole thought time? he really was helping out. I had no. I really <laughs> thought it was like he needed to no, I think be a part like of production credit or something. Got for it. Doing it. I yeah. totally get no, that. No, he. But he actually did. I think he even took the other acting classes. So he probably wanted. He probably wanted in. He wanted to be a thespian, but never, never gave himself. But permission. society, yeah, society. He didn't want to deal with the social. Don't talk to me about my issues with my husband's societal anxiety, the social anxiety. Mr. I play basketball and sprain my ankle. <laughs> right. Because we went to a baby care class yesterday. And we have had this ongoing conversation about I'm how I just say, hey, wouldn't it be fun if we were all just Rochers? What if it was just Elsie Jean Rocher, Rachel Rocher, Joshua Rocher? We're the Rocher family. What if we all just took my name? But he doesn't want that. He's entitled to his he I it's half his he's acknowledged. Well no he has a hyphenated name. I understand, but he said So he knows that he's that this is he's setting his kid up. I mean, granted, if the most trauma I'm giving my kids is a hyphenated name, but he says he's like, Rachel, what would I say to people? I'm like that you're taking your wife's name. Does it what what's the reason he wants pride more? Is because he, he would have to get rid of it. 
and have to explain why. Oh. Like, he, I don't think it's this overwhelming attachment to his identity. I think, I thought there was some of that, though. No, but. Well, you, you two, do, you do, two do figure that out. I know. I mean, I I'm want, not, like, I, it's not like the worst thing in the world to have a hyphenated name. Yeah. But it's just like. I we know how back, strong I just go back you to feel. Him. I just go back to him. I'm like, you have a hyphenated name and you don't use it. And you never use it. Mm. Even though legally it's yours. So I'm like, we're going to make her choose. No. No. Because, and you know what we're setting her up to do? Hmm. Change her last name to someone else's last name so she doesn't have to have a hyphenated name anymore. I think hyphenated names are going to be more common. They will be, and they are. But it's like, you're telling me Elsie's going to, you know, get married and she's going to be like Elsie Jones, Roche, Pridemore? No. She's yeah. just going to go Elsie Jones. Yeah. I can't. Elsie Sorry, Jones. Guys. What a great name. That sounds like a character in a book. Like Junie B. Jones. Junie B. Those were the books. Those were that should the have been shit. On there. Junie B is life. I'm buying Elsie her first Junie B when she's ready for it. The way I love Junie B. Jones. I want a tattooed on me. I'd do that. Yeah. Junie B raised me. Okay. Yeah. She, <laughs> she raised me. She that little pig pen looking dirty girl. <laughs> Which always how did you relate in... to Junie B? Uh I don't I was pretty chaotic kid. Despite my Virgo diagnosis. Your diagnosis. <laughs> it is. Okay. Uh number sixteen. You are on your own timeline. I was thinking about, you know, obviously like when people are like Trying things for the first time, whether that's, you know, drugs, sex, alcohol. Like going back to the, if it doesn't feel good, it might not be good. Yeah. Just, you're on your own timeline. There's no, like, Andrea's doing this, so I'm going to be, you know, you're on your own. You get to do whatever you, if, if everybody's getting boyfriends or girlfriends and you're, you don't feel like you need that, don't. Mm-hmm. Don't do that right then. You're on your own timeline. Enjoy your own lane. Peer pressure, guys. How do we... You know what we do? We read him these lists and we... I'm going to make Elsie sit down in front of this YouTube. And it'll be like a, a YouTube page that like... Will YouTube even exist? But it'll, you know... Yeah, disregard the bad things we said. But we will. We'll play this for her. No, but I think this is how we... You let them know all this stuff. All the yeah. stuff within you, the lessons that you've learned that you mm-hmm. want to teach your child, all of this stuff is going to make you such a well-equipped parent, Rach. And that's that's how, you know, peer pressure is going to happen. You're not going to stop any of this stuff from happening. But what you are going to do is make her well-equipped for when it does happen that she knows how to react to it and mm-hmm. she knows what feels warm. Right. Go for what feels warm. Um, Glennon O'Doyle said it. herself. <laughs> <laughs> She said it herself, O'Doyle fucking rules, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay, continue on. Number 17, uh, sex was made to feel good. I think I did not know that for a long time. Sex felt like something that you did or that something that was done to you. Mm -mm. And it was like an obligation or like part of having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And it wasn't until I was much older that I was like, Oh, this is supposed to be an enjoyable experience for everyone. We all have needs. We all have. And it's like, the sooner you teach your kids that, the better. Yeah, I agree. I came across and I sent this. Maybe I sent it to Madison because I was like, what is your thoughts on this? 
but it's like you know a parenting page on tiktok and one of like the comments was like my 14 year old asked for a vibrator what do i do interesting and it's like i think all of us that grew up you know in we could never we could never ask right and so the first thing the woman said was amazing that you and your child that you facilitated a relationship with your child that she's asking yeah if she can purchase one of because girls will just buy dildos on the black market right or use some intimate object because if you haven't you're lying lying. yeah (laughs) you're lying you're a filthy liar we've tried it you've had to yeah and and honestly if you like no 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 i haven't the shower head counts (laughs) 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 so don't think you came off scot-free okay the the electric toothbrush like getting a yeasty He's asking for a yeasty boy. Yeah, that a yeasty boy is upon you Just, if you've been using something unsanitary. Right. And, you know, her answer in the end was just buy it. Yeah. You know, like give her your card or, you know, like have her let her choose, you know, Interesting. Have freedom over her own body. But it is this whole like, whoa, like our daughters and sons and children have, will have sexual needs. And that's weird to think I don't about. Want, yeah, it's like, I don't want to be too involved with that. I don't want to be uninvolved. I don't want them on shady sides of the internet. Right. I, I want them to know that, you know, it's hard. Tricky, tricky until you're so, in it and you don't know, know how you're going to feel when someone brings up, you know, that conversation. Right. I think it's like, but I like that you're aware of it. I like right. that you're already but thinking like, that. I want my daughter to explore sex with herself before it's done to her because that was me. That's the healthy like, way. I, I truly did not masturbate until after I had had sex mm. because I didn't know because I mean, I don't know if I've even talked about this, but I was in a, like a sexually abusive relationship in the eighth grade. And so I learned about sex because it happened to me and I was like, what is this? And I was told that it was love. And I was like, this doesn't feel good. Right. This doesn't feel warm. This doesn't feel warm. This feels very like a lump in my throat. You know, like it felt heavy. Yeah. And so it's like, I can't imagine a world where my daughter or anyone made themselves feel good before another person told them what it was supposed to feel like. Right. Or what it was there for. Mm -hmm. So if like I can give that to my daughter. You're done good. Yeah. No is a full sentence. I don't have to go into it. I just said my biggest trauma. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've shared yeah. before on the pod. Yeah. yeah. And Madison and I talk about this a lot, like with Eric specifically. Because, you know, growing up in the world, you know, we were like, give your aunt a kiss. Give me a mother. I have said, I was like, I want Eric to be listened to so hard by us when he says no. That the first time someone disobeys his boundary, he's like, that's weird. Yeah. It should feel like that. Yeah. Like, I want him to be so aware of, like, hey, that person didn't listen to me. Mom, that person didn't listen to me. Versus, like, being conditioned <laughs> to not be listened to because you're a child and what do you know? Mm-hmm. Consent. Um, <laughs> this one's a little shout out to share. 
Um, but uh, your grandma, Grandma Cher, isn't right about everything. And you can wear jeans to church. Oh, my gosh. The, there, there were a few things in, you know, they like said that my mom really ingrained in us that I think, you know, was to our detriment in certain ways. And being presentable, looking the part, like things that she struggles with, perfectionism, mm-hmm. was projected onto Laura and I in a way that, like, Laura really took to heart. And I took it to heart, but not as, like, on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. It's more, like, deeply ingrained, like, like why I can't wear certain things to shoot weddings. Ah. Like, I can't, I won't wear jeans to wear wed- to weddings. It's really hard for me to wear tennis shoes. There are certain things that I'm like, because someone could be looking at me and think, she's not playing the part. Interesting. She's not doing the right thing. She doesn't look like she's in the right role. And I carry a lot of that with me. So, your grandma Cher is going to be the best grandma in the world. Um, but she doesn't know everything. And she's got her own issues. And so do I. <laughs> but they all came from her. So, <laughs> so don't blame me for it. Thanks. Blame me for okay. <laughs> um, sometimes the right thing is the scary thing. That's number 21. Oof. Ain't that the truth? Sometimes you leave a marriage, Elsie, and that's okay. And it doesn't make it mean it was the wrong thing, just because it was the hard thing. <sighs> um, number 22, if you need help with school, writing papers, call Laura. Call your aunt. Mm. I don't, I will do it. I ain't the one. But she'll get really into it with you, and she's not going to have any of her own kids, so give her some of that. Yeah. Okay? That's what I'm requesting. Yep. Uh, number 23, uh, if your love doesn't look and feel like the love you were born from, you don't want it. Oh, that's that one sweet. That me cry. Oh, Like, I was just, like, talking to Josh, because neither one of us had, like, a, you know, childhood where our parents were, like, in love. A or, good example. Yeah, a good example of that. He <laughs> was, like, making me breakfast, and I just started crying, because I was just, like... Elsie gets to see two people who love each other. Mm. Like, love each other. Like, not just raise her. But, like, we're going to be, like, we actively love each other and care for one another. And our daughter gets to see that and be raised in that. Like, that's crazy. What a beautiful thing, for real. Yeah. I don't know if you had any, like, of your friend's parents. But, like, my friend Kristen, and I've said this to her parents before. Um, but going to their house was like, they would, her parents would kiss each other mm-hmm. on the mouth. Like if you didn't knock before you came in a room, like they could have been cuddled up on the couch getting cozy. Like, yeah. They, and that glimpse, you know, of that dynamic is really something I've held on to my entire life. Aww. Like seeing a relationship like that. Yeah. That I don't clearly friends. I don't think you forget that though. Like no. when you're around it, when you're little, it's like, that's not something I have in my house. So it's like, becomes very apparent. Like this is different, but that feels yeah. warm. Um, Joe grew up in a house. Exactly. Like that. He talks about that. Even like his parents, like literally getting it on. Yeah. I mean, we were literally at, um, on vacation with his family <laughs> and they made this like code name for when they, um, have sex is like doing the taxes. And so, we were all playing games. Everyone's drinking out in this huge, you know, beach house. And they just came out and they're like, well, me and mom just did the taxes. And the whole house is like, no, what the <laughs> fuck? It's just is so funny. And I, and I love that. So I, I totally get that. That is that. so special. Mm-hmm. 
It's so sweet. That was a good one. Um, number 24, yes, your dad is always this annoying in public. <laughs> Wait, so, annoying in public? Specifically and exclusively in public, Josh is so annoying. What do you mean? <sighs> Didn't get enough attention as a child is really what I prescribed it down to. But, and so he sought it out at school. Of course. We are class sitting clown. in this baby care class last night. The first time I've been in a classroom environment with Josh since my junior year of high school. Mm. And I, he's a commentator. He's, he's, I'm like, hey, he's a commentator. He's, he's trying to engage with her. But when the audio visual equipment wasn't working, did he offer to help? No. Of course. <laughs> Would he could have been useful with something like helping her with the, turning on the sound? No, too much of a of an ask for him. Didn't want to falter because he couldn't deal with not being able to do it. But like he'll like he'll come with the jokes though. Josh just is out of pocket in public. There's Mm. something that comes out of him that I'm like, hey, oh like I didn't think of. I want to make sure this is working. Okay, so um, just like he'll shout at people on the street, like no fucks given. I mean, I did see the example of when someone got in a car accident, he yelled out, you can't park there. I <laughs> lost it. I was like, wow, the balls you have to say and that. And you know what someone. he did? He came into my, our house. He's like, I feel bad. He's about like, it. oh, I feel terrible I feel now. Terrible yeah. <laughs> Why did you do that? He's like, I don't know. I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. He's out trying to do everything pocket. for a laugh. But and yeah. I appreciate that more more than you know. Yeah. I so, do. But yes, I respect. He is always out annoying in public and... It's more about him than it is about you. Right. So know that now. Know that now. Um, Number 25. I won't have all the answers, but I will help you come up with your own if you let me. Um, I think I feel pressure to have all the answers all the time. But sometimes my answers aren't going to be her answers to things. And I just I'm excited to help a human being grow up in a world where she gets to navigate things on her own and do things on her own pace and schedule. And so I'm so excited to know who she is. Mm-hmm. Like that is crazy. That's such a cool thing. She's going to be outside of my body Wait, here. Is that weird to think about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's she going to look like? Yeah. Like in their personality, like that all just like is so fun to discover and learn and I watch know. and witness. And what a fucking beautiful gift. I know. I'm excited. You asked me earlier, I think you said something like, are you nervous? About birth. And. About like delivering. Not necessarily I, about having I a baby. I think right now I'm in the stage of like, I'm excited. And it's weird. I was thinking about this. I'm excited to do it with Josh. I'm excited to lean on him and count on him and hold, like have him hold me and have us experience this together. Because I do not feel like this is just something, like, to a certain extent, obviously, it's something I'm going to go through. Like, my pelvis is going to be expanding itself. That's a me thing. That's a me journey. Mm -hmm. But I am so excited to be in pain with him. And I don't really know how that makes any sense. But I'm excited for that That's good you have someone to lean on. Like, you're excited. Like I like doing hard things with him. Yeah. Which I didn't know. Until the ectopic pregnancy. Right. That I did enjoy doing hard things with him. Mm-hmm. But I do. I enjoy going through the hard and serious shit with him. And I, I don't think every relationship has to be like that. I'm not saying that. I think 
everybody's navigating their own life and whatever. But I think it's something that we're good at. Um, I feel as prepared as you're going to be, but I'm not afraid of the pain because I've said this to someone. I'm like, I'm also not afraid of death. So like, I feel like people that are afraid of dying are also people that would be afraid of birth. Like, I don't think things are mutually pain situations, just things they can't control, which I like to be in control. But there are certain things that are like, you know, a guarantee in life. Labor is going to be painful and I'm going to die. So it's like, I don't, I don't put too much thought or like stock into those things because I can't prevent it. I'm going to work, have to work through it. Mm -hmm. And I feel as prepared as I'm going to feel to go through it. Good. So that's great. We'll say. Yeah. I always, I'm not in that position, but when and if I do get in that position, it's like, I'm around people who know what they're doing if something goes wrong. And I just have to trust that. Like, Technically, my body will do it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's instinctively built to do so. So, what is crazy? Did you know this, Jess? So, uh, my doula has instructed me to take a hypnobirthing class, which is basically like a mindful meditation mindset class to get in for labor. Um, And I was like reading about this, you know, the class, you know, this class that I'm going to take. And I learned that when you start going into labor, your body starts producing oxytocin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is the love hormone. Yeah. I've heard this. How fucking cute so is that? Labor literally is designed. I mean, it's painful by, you know, what's sure. happening to your body. But it's not supposed to be, like, traumatizing. Like, it's actually... supposed to... It's like, yeah, you're built to... Like these hormones are releasing yeah. to make it easier for you, yeah. right? Like to like, they say like what you're fighting off is adrenaline, right? So if you can get to a point, and I'm I'm sure marathon runners and people that do extreme like physical stuff, um, experience is is this like you get into like a meditative state because your whole body is telling you to stop, mm-hmm. or t- you know like. I don't think our bodies or our knees are like, I want to go 26 miles. No. That sounds great. It's a mind uh, game. Yeah. So I'm trying to learn how to play a mind game with myself. <laughs> yeah. So I can get into labor. I mean, it's breath. It's breath. a lot of yeah. breath work. A lot of yoga yeah. stuff, you know? And Madison said like she felt like she was in a good pace oh, good. until she was just in labor for so long. Oh, then you just like, fuck it. Yeah. Give me the drugs. Well, they were like, you got to get an epidural or you're going to get a C-section. Because mm-hmm. her pelvis just wasn't getting, like, they were like, you, your body's not relaxing. Yeah. They're like, you can sit in here all day mm-hmm. and get through the pain, whatever, but you got to get this baby out of you. Yeah. So. That's crazy. So, and I feel like everything is just a tool. Like, that's how I feel about the epidural. Like, I think so many people are like, you going to get the epidural? It's like... I don't Why know. is that so controversial? Because I don't of the know if you're gonna if I'm gonna need it yet. Because of the damage it could do. I mean, no, I don't know. Everyone's I think, it's like a big hot topic, and it's like, did you get that? It's like that question comes along with, are you breastfeeding or not? And like, there are two topics that like moms do want to talk about or don't want to talk about. You know, so right. it's it's really interesting. I just don't know because epidural seems like a no brainer to me. Okay, like so, absolutely. I want to feel my body. Like, I think for me, I want to be able to move around the room. I want to be able to get in the laboring tub, in the shower. I want to be able. And so when you get the epidural, you're in the bed. Mm-hmm. 
So if I'm getting to a point where I've labored for long enough and I need it for the final stretch, I'm going to use it. But if you sometimes if you get an epidural too early, it can stall your labor mm-hmm. because you're not feeling. And so it just depends on your body. Sure. And so I don't want to go into it being like, give me the drugs right now. Yeah. Like I am hoping to be able to like get myself through, get through transition, get through, you know, what I need to. And if, you know, if I want to labor on my back and I can get the baby out of me quicker with the epidural. That's my goal. It's like, I just don't want to be doing it forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I've also, like, it can elongate your labor. Right. Which, I, that's not something that I desire. Right. And Gross then it's and like, you only can get it once. Right. Oh, yeah. So, and, you know, it's all, like, you don't know how your body's going to react. Like, you can only do half. So, I'm just like, it's not a guarantee anyway. And there are other, like, pain, like, resources you can use. So... I just want to explore those things because I just don't like the idea of being numb of like the nerve block. Sure. And I feel like that varies too for different people too. Cause I've heard some people are like, I had an epidural, but I was actually on all fours when I gave birth. And I was like, how are you able to do that? If you're half, she's like, no, I was able to move. Yeah. But some, you know, some people can't exactly. Yeah. Interesting. It's a gamble. Right. And not a lot of people want, they're already gambling. Exactly. (laughs) I think that that's the thing. I do want to be in control of certain things, but that makes sense. I'm going to use everything as a tool. And I feel like that's why I hired the doula so she could tell me what tools we should use when Mm -hmm. and hand them to me. So that's good. Yeah. Um, Number 26 is I really loved growing you in my belly and I will love every second of seeing you grow her side. I have, I've enjoyed this as much as you can, I think. Like, with acknowledging that it's hard and that it is unfun at times. But I really love growing her. And that's not to say that anybody else has to love being pregnant. I don't love being pregnant, but I love having her with me. Oh, yeah. That's like, cute. I, I makes sense. It's very nice. Like I have a little companion all the time. Yeah. Like you're never alone and like you're just experiencing things with her and like your belly. Yeah. Connected. Yeah. Like it's feel it's very animalistic when you think about it. like I am growing a human being inside of my body. You know? I talk to her all day. We you know, mm-hmm. we eat the same foods. Mm-hmm. She lets me know if she likes it or not. Like we're we're in sync. Mm-hmm. Like it's a treat. I really I love it. So I just think, I think if I were, (laughs) I'm morbid, if I were to die right before Elsie was an adult, and this is all she has left, I want her to know that this is, I've enjoyed this, all of it. Oh, okay, make me cry. (laughs) Please don't play that at your funeral. (laughs) God, but I know now this exists. And if that happens, I have to go back in the archives. You have to. And I have to play that for her. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm not ready for that. Okay. <laughs> Don't think about me dying. I'm not. Okay. Um, Number 27. Life is not that serious. Floating on a rock in space here. Oh, that's such... Floating on a rock in space. It's babe. one of my favorite things when shit feels very hard is to think like it ain't that serious. Yeah. Like it's not life or... Unless it is life or death for you. Right. But like right. it isn't. And you'll wake up tomorrow and you'll deal with it. Yeah. And it just, I, I don't know. That's such a good perspective shift for me sometimes. I'm like, we really are this little particle of dust in the universe. I just think about me as a teenager. Everything felt so for real. Oh, same. Life or death. So serious. 
Speaking of my core's Alan. He's a little bog. Okay. Number 28. You can be whoever you want to be and love whoever you want to love. Be who you are. Safe space. Safe space. Um, number 29. You are so desperately wanted, cared for, and loved. If I leave this earth with my daughter knowing and believing that. Please stop talking about you dying. I think you just do think about dying when you're having a baby. I don't know if that's everyone, but it's just like, maybe it's this like maternal instinct. Like if something happens to me, I need to know that you know this, that you are okay. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like you have a baby and you're like, I need to make a will. I need to, I need to. You need to make sure they're taken care of. Yes. That they're, that they know without a shadow of a doubt. Like, how wanted they are. Like, I truly believe that, like, Elsie fought to be here. <laughs> Did mm-hmm. I? I think I wrote that down. Did I not write that down? Maybe well, I, I mean, yeah. You were pregnant two, three weeks? Oh, I, I did miss number 20. You are You are supposed to exist on this earth. That has been quite clear to me. Because I just felt, especially, like, after the ectopic, like, it was her again. I think that's why, like, I haven't, like, been in a state of mourning that pregnancy anymore. Because I just, I feel so clearly that it's the same child. Like, Mm. the same spirit, the same energy that just came back. Because how I got pregnant again, all of it, all of it, none of it makes sense. Right. And... I just believe that she is supposed to be here, and I'm excited to find out why. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not about me, you know? Like she's going to do her own thing. Mm-hmm. But And you get to be her mom, and you get to I witness know. it, and you get to be proud of her it's and watch so it. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. You're going to be a great mom, Rach. I this am all hoping so. It. I mean, seriously. I I hope that I enjoy it, and that... Oh, you're going to enjoy the fuck out of it. Are you kidding? You're over the fucking moon already. I know. And she's not even Earthside yet. I just, like, I can't. The thing I just, I just can't wait until she exits out of my body and just put, gets put Is on my chest. Is this not the longest wait of your life? It does feel long. The thing that helps is, like, she's not ready. She's not fully cooked yet. Mm-hmm. So, you got to cook a little bit younger. At least four more weeks. Okay. I mean, she could come and be fine. Yes, yeah. At any moment, yeah. She's. I mean, she is technically cooked. Yeah. She's cooked, but not quite her lungs yet. Right. Sure. 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 Yeah. But yeah, those are the twenty nine things. Right, my what a beautiful now. thing! Thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. This is me, emotionally mature. Look at Mama Rach, you guys. I don't know if you know, but never would have thought I'd seen the day. And I love it. And a an happy birthday, Rachel. Thank you. Yeah. When I, I went back and I listened to the episode and I was like, I was not imparting any wisdom. I, and I still think like when we think about, we did 2021 year growth. We never got to 2022. It was just the year of bullshit. And it is. Yeah. And we'll call that what it is. Yeah. And here we are in the end of the year. It was zero bullshit. Yeah. I mean, for a minute, it was the year of popping that pussy. Oh, but we really <laughs> had high hopes, didn't we? We had high hopes we that we like, would We're be... just waiting to find out what this year was. It was a year of bullshit. Ugh, utter bullshit. And I'm calling that 2023 is the year of change. 
one can hope, yeah. Rach. One can hope. But I already feel that. Like we we both we we did not have a good grip on last year. Nothing. I can't. I really have no. I mean, it's great you got pregnant, and it's great there were a lot of great things yeah. that did happen. But to be honest, in my personal department, <laughs> I can't tell you. Um, we were all over the place in general. I just feel like with the podcast, we took a break. I mean, the wedding season seemed like a shit show <laughs> a bit. Never had right. a good grip on anything. So the year bullshit, guys. Yeah. Make finally your ornaments. Won, finally named it. <laughs> Make your ornaments. Yeah, 2022. Put them up bullshit. there. In the 2023 year change. because And honestly, we all could use it. Yeah. I feel like that's what's coming. Like I'm going to meet a whole new side of myself. Mm. Like I used to feel like, and this is true to an extent, I'm sure, that having a child, you die. Part of you dies. But I don't think that's true because I just feel like a new part of you grows that you have to get to know. And I hope that that doesn't come at a sacrifice of the things that I currently like about myself. I hope so. I'll hold you accountable. But we we said we made that promise to each other when we become mothers. I've got a lot mothers. of growth to have. I've got a lot of things in my life that could be better. And I'm excited to see what motherhood does to my whole makeup. Yeah. Me too. Um some housekeeping things I guess we can talk about. Guys, we're going to try to make a little money here. So Make a little cash. If in 2023, the year change, you guys will hear some ads. Yeah. And bear with us as we deal with as them. We we promise we will only advertise things that we would buy ourselves. But that's honestly growth on our yeah. part. If we're doing ads, that means that we're making money. And that means thank you for listening. Yeah. And um, no, it'll be fun. I'm excited to have fun with ads and, yeah. and uh, get into it. But. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna benefit from this pod, which means we're gonna hit the gas. We already yeah. told you guys that last time, but we're excited. We're excited to be back to weeklies. Um, a lot will be going yep. on, but coming um, in the new year, we're just saying it. Yeah. So you know, but we, Rachel have some time with baby, and there will be there'll be more guests. Yeah, we're gonna have some guests. Yeah. I think some interview stuff will be a good change for us. We're coming up with some new series that we think you guys might like. Still still brainstorming that. But either way, we're stoked and we're excited. Give us you guys plenty. If you have episode ideas, things you want to hear, guests you want to have, like subjects you want talked about. Yeah, we'll put some Throw up. them in the DMs, guys. Because I'll be recording for the next month mm-hmm. and trying to work ahead for some episodes for my maternity leave. Maternity leave. Cause I'm gonna have a little tiny baby. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be so cute. Ooh, it's happening. It's so soon. I'm so excited. But we'll see you guys in two weeks for the end of December, the Christmas episode. Christmas yes. December recap. Even though now it's like, hey, look at us. Right. Look at us coming in, sneaking in the middle of the month. Yeah. Surprise, motherfucker. A little treat. This might be our longest episode yet. Could be. We love well, you guys. No. Meg's episode was like two hours almost. No, oh, wow. We're going to have Meg Nye back. Yeah, Meg Nye's making her return. Can't wait to have her, dude. Gosh. Okay. Anyway, guys, we love you. We value you. And thank you for listening and supporting us. And this is for Better and Worse Podcasts. I'm Jess. I'm Rach. And we out of here. <laughs>